Hey, and welcome to the new episode of Flowful Meats. Gosh, I can't believe it. This is the 10th episode already. If this is the first episode you listen to, let me quickly explain what this podcast talks about. Well, Flowful Meats is a platform for people and their projects or organizations that contribute in whatever way to a more mindful, to a greener or to a better world. On Flowful Meets, people share their theory of change, their mistakes and lessons learned, and how they keep motivated. Hello, early morning sunshine, shining in through the shutters of my window. Well, I'm glad I can see you again, it's been a long time, my very old friend. We'll sit and talk for a while. Today, Flowful meets Charles Ward, the former general manager of the family-owned bamboo cottages in Phu Quoc, an island in the south of Vietnam. Charles lived in Vietnam for around six years, and he worked at different eco-resorts before he, together with the owners of bamboo cottages, turned the resort into the very first off-the-grid solar-powered resort in Vietnam that committed to live in harmony with nature. This is very special for the island. Because it's a place where tourism, besides fish sauce and black pepper, plays an important role. It has stunning beaches and a very diverse countryside. So Fukuak became very popular among local and foreign tourists. And last year it counted almost 2 million visitors, which is a 35% year-on-year increase. But unfortunately, this rapid growth is not very well managed. There's loads of construction going on, following a mass tourism development building more and more hotels and high-rise apartments and several new towns and suburbs and whatsoever. The airport got renewed in 2012 and is now holding almost 80 flights per day, including almost 10 international flights. And during the high season, the number can even reach 100 flights per day. So you can imagine how busy it can get in Fuwak. And you know what? There's no waste management at all on the island. So no wonder Fukuoka has a severe domestic waste problem, right? The island is beautiful though. And luckily there are places like bamboo cottages and people like Charles and Felice, who's one of the owners of the resort. People who want to make a change and put a lot of effort into being sustainable and being an inspiration for future developments. Bamboo cottages with its 22 rooms is 100% off the grid. They use resources consciously and they recycle and reuse support local businesses and local communities. This might sound like a super basic and hippie-esque resort to you, but Bamboo Cottages is such a beautiful, authentic and luxurious resort. I know that's me saying it, living in an eco-village with compost toilet, but hey, it's really true. This used to be my go-to spot on my day off because nobody was here and it wasn't very developed in the local area. And I became friends with the Vietnamese-American family that own it. It's a mom, a dad, and a daughter. The mom and dad escaped to the U.S. during the war, and the daughter was born there. Um, so the daughter wanted to know where she was from, essentially. So when she finished university, she came to Vietnam for the first time, traveled around for four or five months, found Phu Quoc, found this piece of land, convinced her mom to come back the following year, and they bought this piece of land, then they built a house here, then they actually moved here for a little bit, then it became a seasonal house. 
And when they would leave, they'd have letters underneath the door of people asking if they could stay here. So they built six rooms one year, four rooms the next year, two rooms. So now it's 22 rooms total. It won't expand any further, most likely, um, just space-wise. But also concept, you know, if it's too many people, it really changes the vibe. Anyway, I used to come up here on my day off just to relax because no one was here. And I came to have a goodbye lunch with the daughter because I was planning on leaving the following week. I was going to bicycle to Myanmar. And she asked if I could stay for the season because uh, her and her family couldn't, they had managed it themselves for the previous five or six years. And they couldn't afford to spend the amount of time that they needed to here that following year. Um, so I said no originally, but uh, just because, <laughs> just in all honesty, I was, I was ready to leave. Um, and, uh, and the reality was, reality was it's, uh, it, it was a smaller place. And at that time, they hadn't really pursued an eco approach. But uh, they agreed to install a solar system. So, yeah, I mean, they, she, they agreed to take an eco approach. They wanted to invest more. Not, I mean, they had already been investing in the community. They have a scholarship program in the States, but they also have one here on the island for the local Kulakan area. And uh, they agreed to take more of an eco approach. And for me, it was the situation where I was about two, two and a half years out of college. I had worked at two different resorts before. And it's the opportunity to see, okay, have I really learned from my degree and from my experiences in the past two places? This, it was the perfect place to start. And Charles gave it a go and started to work at Bamboo Cottages. He started with six stuff. No one spoke English. So he started to learn Vietnamese. He experienced that they don't have enough chairs when fully occupied and made it through the first season with only one computer. But besides all these challenges, he had the plan to make Bamboo Cottages Vietnam's first off-the-grid eco-resort. With solar PV not really being common in Vietnam, this was quite an innovative decision for a small family-owned place. Like I said, I mean, like I said, it's a mom, a dad, and a daughter who own the place. Uh, she's an eco-freak. She was an environmental lawyer in the States for a few years kind of thing. Um, I mean, she's the one who wants the organic compost and all that kind of stuff as well. Um, so I can't sit for her. It wasn't really, it was just like, Hey, you know, well, if you, you know, if we can do a solar system, yeah, I'd, I'd be happy for her. It was an instant. Yes. The mom and the dad. Um, I mean, it's just one of those things. They, uh, they never grew up on solar systems or anything like that. They completely understand the importance of protecting the environment and whatnot. But, uh, no, it was, it, it, it was a challenge to convince them what, because we don't really save money. I, I don't save money using solar. If, if I break out in, if I, have the system and I let's say I put it on a five-year depreciation with two sets of battery changes in between that or one set you know two different batteries um, so I'm still paying more per month than I probably would if I was just connected to the government electricity but the whole other aspect which is kind of hard to statistically or empirically calculate is that we get more guests coming here for this concept kind of thing um, so the revenue that comes in I for sure it just puts us in a completely different market than any other property because of that. Um, and people do specifically come here for this market that we offer. It's completely coincidental timing that the government was gonna bring the electric grid to this area of the island at the same time that I had started working here and was work trying to get a solar system going. Um, so I actually, uh, I'll say lost face is the term I would use in this country. I lost face with a few of the other properties nearby because everyone wanted to share the cost together of bringing the electric government here. It's a big guy with hundreds of millions of dong. Um, and I was the only one to say no because we didn't want to be connected to it. Um, 
so obviously that didn't make the nearby places happy. Um, but yeah, at, at the time, yes, they, they brought in government electricity about a month and a half before we installed the solar system. That being said, we had ordered the solar system like four months before that. Even if, if the electricity was already here, for sure, it would have been installed. Being off the grid is not the only thing the resort does. Following their vision to invest in and be in harmony with the traveler's experience of Vietnam, the stuff, the environment and the community, they recycle, they save water as much as possible, they compost and they avoid plastic, they buy locally to support the island's community and they even decided to build a couple more rooms when the government cut down 13 trees on the main road to install their electric lines for the neighboring resort just to make use of the extra wood. But coming back to the solar power, here are some facts for all you techies and geeks out there. Bamboo Cottages has 80 150 watt panels, 20 deep cycle gel batteries, 400 amp, 3 inverters and 8 power grid boxes. So how did they end up with that system? And what did they learn on their way? Yeah, we made a lot of mistakes. I completely underestimated the usage of water uh, not the not how much we would use, but when we would use it. I didn't. Re it's common sense, you know. It's one of those that you shoot yourself in the foot. Now everyone showers right after dark, basically. Everyone, you know, hang out at the beach all day, quick shower just before dark or right after dark, then they come to dinner. So that means if everyone showers at dark, our water tanks go empty, which means I got to pump the water f using our pump in the nighttime, which is only off battery storage, not from energy coming into solar panels. It took me four months to learn that. I kept wondering why are we losing so much energy in the first few hours of the sun going down. Um, we learned a lot. So now we have a very energy efficient water pump. Um, still working on the inverter situation. We, we blow fuses every other month or so. Um, and battery wise, um, I mean, we work out the batteries into a two to three year cycle. So for the first set of batteries that we had, we were able to have them for about two years, eight months. Um, I should have, I should have replaced it two months earlier, to be honest, but live and learn. Um, I mean, the technology in the batteries is increasing so fast in comparison in solar in general, but for of all the things that, uh, go in place of solar, I think the battery technology is expanding the most, um, or the fastest. And we really consider doing lithium batteries. Um, really, really, really considered it. Uh, honestly, I was looking, there's a guy mostly guests actually because we have a lot of solar freaks that come here so it's good to network with them we had one guy in the uk one guy in switzerland and woman in china and it was working and they all work for solar companies or lithium companies batteries whatever and uh, we compared all the different ways we could do it and uh, even though lithium you could argue is more eco-friendly they last longer they're more energy efficient etc there's not that much research done on off the grid based solar lithium powered places or lithium battery stored places um, so yeah, it was, it's kind of a safe net for us just to go back to the batteries. We already know, <laughs> you know what I mean? How they work. Um, and it's set up now to where with the, these deep cycle ones, uh, when we're at about 40, 50% energy left in the batteries, it automatically shuts off the system any, anyway, just to, you know, extend the longevity of them. As said earlier, waste is a big thing on the island anyway. As a response to Fuquak's current domestic waste situation, Charles founded an initiative called Fuqua Clean and Green, together with a bunch of other people that care about the environment and organize monthly beach cleanups around the island. But Bamboo Cottages also started an anti-plastic straw campaign that promotes using bamboo straws. 
And guess what? The straws are grown and produced on a nearby ecological permaculture farm. The poor walk. For, for me, when I went to the bee farm and I saw the bamboo straw, I'm thinking, this is awesome. Like, why doesn't everyone just use bamboo? I never thought. I, I've thought of not using straws. If I go to a restaurant, I try to remember if I order a drink with a straw. It doesn't contain alcohol. If it contains alcohol, I like a straw. That's just me. Anyway, but uh, if it's just a normal Coke or whatever, um, try to say no straw. But with the bamboo, it was like, oh, this is neat. And let's be real. Our name is bamboo. But the reality is I was tired of seeing on the comment cards, you should have bamboo straws. You should have bamboo straws. And me, every time emailing back, I know we should. I'm just waiting for them to grow. And I know we should. I'm just waiting for them to grow. And it's the situation where, yes, I could have ordered Enoch straws from China. I could have got bamboo straws from, they do them in Bali, it's quite popular. I, I could have got them from a different place, but it fits into supporting the island's economy to that extent kind of thing. Uh, same thing with our massage oils. I pay a ridiculous price for our massage oils currently. Um, I'll tell her to her face. Sorry, I feel weird saying this on the, you know, I'll tell her to her face. It's a ridiculous price. Um, but that being said, she was born on the island. She hand makes them herself with her family. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it, it supports that. Um, same thing with the honey. I pay 10 times more for honey from the bee farm on the island than I do in any other supplier I could probably get honey from, but it supports them kind of thing. Um, and yeah, I mean, but, but the straws, actually, we're using it as a um, uh, case study. We're, we're, I'm trying to do a case study through the year. I can financially prove that after, I think it's about eight months right now, we make money on the straws. The straw, plastic straws are so cheap, but we were using a thousand a month. X amount of bags. And as long as I think it comes to as long as I'm under a 15% theft rate or breakage rate, people steal them, mate. People steal them. Just that's the biggest thing. But and people bite them too. They're breaking because people are biting them. So as long as I'm operating under a 15% uh, less than a 15% theft or breakage with the bamboo straws, I actually I, I save money with bamboo straws. So what we're trying to do now He's, uh, he's got a bunch of bamboo, he's making a bunch of straws, and we're trying to do this anti-plastic straw campaign with a few other resorts. Actually, Fusion Resort, just down the beach here, 92 rooms. They're only using bamboo straws now as well. Second property on the island. What an amazing impact. I think one of our greatest impacts we have is simply based on our networking. Doing not only these cleanup things, but uh, I mean, I've got uh, maybe six resorts now who are committed to the anti-plastic straw campaign. Um, uh, we, we have uh, in, in the northern town, uh, Gunzao, the village just north of us, we've tried working with about six different governments on the island now. But in the northern town, they're, uh, we're giving a proposal. They're going to let us teach an environmental awareness. Not us, Bamboo specifically, but with people that I've met because of the concept of the company I represent. You know what I mean? And like similar interests kind of thing because of that, which I relate completely to Bamboo. Um, yeah, we've got permission to teach an environmental awareness course. Um, we're calling it a tidy town project in the north. Um, and honestly, we're going to try to work out. I'm, I'm completely against incinerators, and there's no waste management system on the island, and I'm just so afraid, and in all honesty, it's probably going to freaking happen anyway, that the government's just going to buy an incinerator or two and say, okay, that's the solution. So if we, but the, the dream is if we can prove, set up a waste management system in the northern community, it's like 15,000 people. Um, then if we can prove that that works, you know, if it's net profitable for not only the local community, but the businesses who are doing it as well, kind of thing, it's been done before. It's not, that's not going to be a pioneer, pro a pioneer project for here and maybe Vietnam, like I say, but they're doing it in the Philippines. They're doing it in other places. Um, I mean, that, that's it. So, I mean, that, I, I think we impact the place more through 
through online, I'll say marketing, people knowing about us, but as well as just networking and finding similar like-minded people around the island. And the reality is a lot of people, even if they're not working at that this kind of a concept, they completely support this kind of a concept. You know, yeah, they can't turn the place into an off-the-grid or anything like that, but they can convince the company to help with a monthly cleanup or something like that, and that's awesome. It is. And, by the way, the owners even use parts of the generated income from the cottages and the restaurant to expand the family's long-running scholarship program for needy children in Fukuok and Saigon, the Fung Su Foundation, that provides educational scholarships to disadvantaged youth in Vietnam. I cannot recommend bamboo cottages enough. Seriously, whenever you travel to Fukuok, make sure to go there at least for a meal or a drink or just to enjoy the amazing vibes. Oh yeah, and don't be confused when you get an email from the resort after you book the room. Uh, I mean, when you guys book, we send this dramatic email saying, hey, don't come here and complain about these 11 things. Um, so the whole idea is two things. One, I want to slap you in the face with our concept. I want you to know you're coming to this kind of a place, you know, geckos in the room, like no electricity at night, etc., far away from town. Um, and two, I absolutely want to lower your expectations as well, because when most people think eco, I imagine them thinking, okay, do they have running water? You know what I mean? Or do they have actual plumbing? Um, so it's kind of nice to try to lower the expectations as much as possible. So yeah, I, uh, that being said, when people book, because we cannot control what is said about us online with the online travel agencies, ExpediaBooking.com, they choose the descriptive text. So that's why when we get the receive the booking, we immediately try to send this email of what our text would want to say if we could control it kind of thing. We even attach a little PowerPoint to it now. It's pretty dramatic. But uh, literal photos of here's where you're going to sleep. And, you know, here's the construction next door. Just so everyone can see and there's no no uh, surprise. Um, and I would say we, we do get maybe 20 to 30% of our guests cancel once they receive that email um, just from online travel agencies. But that's great for us because it means that, okay, cool, they'll be happier somewhere else. 64% occupancy last year, you know. Just say number seven on TripAdvisor. Very proud of that. Very proud. I don't know how sometimes, but uh, for some reason people are happier. Well, I guess it's because you can feel the calming connection with nature here, knowing that the money you just spent is used to serve Mother Earth as much as possible. Thanks a lot, Charles, for all your honesty and all your effort and love that you put into this island. And thank you, Bamboo Cottages, for sharing this beautiful spot with us. And Bamboo Cottages' theory of change really is food for thought. Tourism always, like always, always, has a huge impact on the surrounding environment, on the nature and landscape, on resources, pollution, but also on communities and cultures and social systems. And it never will be sustainable. But it can be conscious and balanced between limits and usages. For bamboo cottages, it is an absolute requirement that tourism needs an eco or self-sustaining approach, including all their values, the traveler's experience, the staff, the environment and the community. And they take that very serious and one can feel the commitment of bamboo cottages. They are not only 100% of the grid solar powered. They also support the local community and economy and they run this resort in balance with nature. They organize the beach cleanups and awareness raising campaigns and even do educational projects. Step by step and very organically, they start to have an impact on the island's development. Well, and of course, they don't forget the travelers. At Bamboo Cottages, you get everything you need, including that good feeling of doing good while relaxing. 
And what's better than this? Visit Bamboo Cottage's website, check them out on Facebook and Insta and experience yourself how amazing they are. And if you're in Fuwak, check if you can join one of the beach cleanups to give some love to the island and Mother Earth. As usual, you can find all the links in the show notes below and on our website flowful.org. Please share this episode if you like it or share our website or just spread the word however you want to spread it. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter and all this stuff. Music is by Beautiful Soul and Rahili. Thanks a lot for listening and be flowful. Now we sit in the sand, holding hands, watch the sunset over the land And I'm glad that the bright blue water and the brown on the ground And the frown on your face is upside down Sun and palm and leaves on the coconut trees Sway above our heads with the breeze through the leaves And all of these colors bleed as one All of these colors bleed as one All of your colors bleed as one